Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today we're talking about complaining, and it seems that our culture has this addiction to complaining. Now, for some of you out there, you don't like complainers, and even you're thinking right now about complaining about complainers. I mean, right there, we can even catch ourselves that we want to talk about them, but we're going to complain about them. Now, even though once we complain about, usually it's with people that we don't we don't like what they're talking about. Like when people complain about politics, I avoid them. But I'll be honest, when people complain about the Dallas Cowboys, I will run towards them because I'm not a Cowboys fan. And now I've given some of you Cowboys fans something to complain about, namely me. But when we have this idea of our marriage being a home that has a certain scent to it, you, you all know that when you've walked into a home and you've caught a certain scent that maybe is just not familiar, it's it's just, or it's not pleasing, it kind of catches you and you don't feel at home. But I'll tell you this, my home is always, always smells well. I love the smell of my house. But usually once a week or so, my son will just make waffles out of the blue. And when you walk into the door, there's just something that transpires in you. You walk in from a long day at work and you get this whiff, this scent, overwhelming smell of fresh waffles in the house that almost shifts your mood immediately. It makes me think of a few weeks ago, I was, I was speaking at a church over in the Detroit area and I walked into their lobby and their lobby smelled like fresh made cookies. And it's because there is a lady there that she wants to make a good impression with brand new people at the church. And she wants when people walk in for the first time to feel like they're home. And so every night, Saturday night, she makes dough. And then every Sunday morning, she makes fresh cookies. And so when I walked in, that's exactly how I felt. I felt at home. And I think that's something that we can really shift within the culture of our home. By If we got rid of complaining, we can actually change the scent, change the atmosphere, the ethos of our marriages, and create a place that feels not like something that's off-putting, but by something that you want to be welcomed into, that you want to actually welcome into your life that will bring you and your spouse closer. So I've got a list of six things here that I want you to really reflect on to help you break the addiction of complaining in your life. Number one, view your complaint from a bigger context of life and the world. View your complaints from a bigger context of life and the world. Why? Because perspective makes a lot of things less significant. There are times that we got to step back and look at what we're complaining about in the grand scheme of life, in the grand scheme of the kingdom of God, and just really see it from a different perspective because it really helps us to see, is this actually significant or am I just hangry right now? Number two, now as a person of faith, I have to remind myself what scripture says about complaining and its influence just upon my own life. We have to recognize that scripturally, complaining is not a fruit of the Spirit. It's not something that us as believers should be just diving into. But scripture says, in fact, it says in Philippians, that we are supposed to do everything without grumbling or arguing, that we would be blameless, pure children of God. Now, that's the, the reality is when we walk as complainers, we're not reflecting being children of God. We're reflecting being children of culture, being children of something else. And the scripture says that we will shine like the stars of the sky if we will rid ourselves of complaining. Number three, we have to accept that there's a lot of things in life that we wish were different, that we wish we can change, but we just can't. 
Oftentimes, I've been the type of person to complain about things that have happened to me, things that I have done, things that I would like to redo, things that I've replayed in my brain that I wish I could change. And sometimes we can get caught up in this spiral, this carousel of chaos of complaining. There's a lot of C's right there. We get just spun around and we just don't leave the carousel. We don't leave that because it's it's like it's something about it like feels good. We're scratching an itch, but the reality is we're, it's, it's, like, it's like poison ivy. We're scratching an itch and there's something that feels good, but the reality is we are spreading it. And we've recognized that there are some things, some things that just can't change and I have to learn to move on with my life. And that leads me toward number four. I have to think about how my complaining is going to affect the people around me, how that poison ivy, so to speak, is going to spread. And here's the question. Is that the type of influence I want my life to be? Is that the ethos I want to come from my life? Is that the reputation that I want to have around the workplace that I have within my church structure? Is that is that what I want my spouse to think of me is, oh my word, they're coming home or they just got home. Now I've got to get the barrage of complaining. You have to think about how your complaining affects your marriage, affects your kids. If you hear your kids complaining, there is a good chance that you might you might be the one that started it. And so we have to search our hearts. Number five, refrain from joining in the complaining, whether it's at your office, with friends, with family. Listen, just because you've been invited to a pool doesn't mean you have to jump into the pool. Not every invitation needs to be accepted. And you need to look at your life and recognize that just because people are doing something doesn't mean you have to jump in and be a part of it. I shared this example a few weeks ago at our church that um, I used to go to Speedway gas station and get a Diet Pepsi before work. And I would get talking with the clerks and all of a sudden my Diet Pepsi would overfill. It spills all over my hand. And so I'm just like trying to dry my hand off. I lick my fingers. And the reason why not once did I lick my finger and taste root beer uh, the, the reason why it didn't happen is because what spilled over the cup is only what I filled it with. If your life is spilling over with complaining, I'm just going to tell you it's the result of whatever you've been filling your life with. And you have to really think about what you what inputs are coming into your life because what is spilling over is a result of what's been poured in. And lastly, reflect on what you're grateful for. Reflect on what you're grateful for, especially in the hard times, Find what you can be grateful for. This is why I'm a big believer in journaling. This is why I'm a big believer in learning to find the positive in every situation. For any intern that I've ever had, the the most quintessential Dave Berenger question I ask is simply this, what did you learn? Whether it's a good moment or a bad moment, I'll ask my interns, what did you learn? I've done this to my kids. And sometimes my kids are like, what are you talking about? Well, you just came through a hard situation. You just came through a difficult discussion. You just had to go through a decision that you stressed over. What did you learn from this thing? What are you grateful for? And as I've shared so often in this podcast, um, our family just has the habit of pointing three fingers at the other person and just saying, give me your three things. And again, we don't demand it. We just say, give me your three things. And our family just knows I need to give three things to be grateful for. Like right now, like as it's just something in the culture of our family, something that we did, we've done for years with our kids, we've done for years with each other, is we just are purposely making sure that we can shut down the tone of complaining and to look at our lives and sometimes to call each other out and say, hey, I need you to stop what you're doing right now and to give me three things that you are grateful for because I think gratitude is the antidote. It's the anti-venom 
for what complaining wants to do to get into our lives, to rule our lives, and to crumble our lives from the foundations up. So that's what I got for you for today. Would you take these six suggestions, maybe you can even write your own, and make it your summer goal. We're just getting into June. I want you to make it your summer goal that by the time we get to the end of the summer, that the the, the addiction to complaining is done, it's broken, and you have got freedom and life flowing out of you so much that now your marriage doesn't look the same. Your family doesn't look the same. To your friends, you're no longer the same. Why? Because you've gotten rid of the addiction and you are a new creature. So today, talk with your spouse about complaining. Make make a covenant with each other to walk in gratitude. Talk to each other about the things that maybe you're complaining about the most and see if you can find some of the, maybe some of the lines that are going back to the pools that you've been diving into and get it out of your life and watch your marriage get enriched. Love y'all. Have a great Marriage Monday. We will see you next week.